Hello, Schillering, and welcome to another episode of our Schillering Hub podcast, Talking Hospitality. We have reached episode 33. If you are listening for the first time, my name is Mauricio Schiller, your host. And if you are coming back, thank you very much for listening. And I hope our content has been helpful. Today, we are having a kitchen chat with celebrity chef Andre Molina from Prague. Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hi, everyone. Andre, like you are a pretty cool dude, right? You have like a, a strong personality. I can see, uh, unfortunately, our listeners can't see you, but like you have a very cool personality there. And I know that you put that and that's why you are building such a great audience. Uh, but your food looks awesome on Instagram. My mom is actually following you right now. So it's <laughs> great to have you here. But let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about you, uh, about how your passion for cooking started. Oh, that's amazing that your mom is following me. <laughs> Usually chefs have the, the cheesy story of their mom or grandma being an amazing cook and they, you know, follow her, try to learn everything from her. My, my story is quite, quite the opposite, <laughs> to be honest. The food uh, never been a topic in my family. And my father, he's, he's Cuban and he's been working always very hard. And uh, my mom, she's never got really into food. I was being quite jealous of uh, uh, everyone else uh, like eating well and having uh, food as a as a such a you know such like a special special event you know. Uh, so I, I was starting I started cook more and more and. Uh, then uh, when I was, then I signed up for culinary school and at the age of 16, they uh, chose me amongst a few others and they took us to Italy. And that was for the first time when I uh, saw a proper brigade and uh, real chefs, real kitchen. Uh, and I tried uh, like delicious fresh food because uh, uh, before that, uh, I didn't have a chance to to eat something amazing, but uh, when I was in Italy for the first time, I, I tried stuff like fresh fish, you know, uh, for the first time. Yeah, so that was that was the thing. Look, you have traveled the world, uh, sharing the kitchen with renowned chefs. Uh, you've been part of TV shows, competitions. And since you got into the actual journey of becoming a chef, what was your most memorable moment? In your career, as soon as I finished the school, I went to uh, to England to to learn a bit because my uh, my my English wasn't it was alright, but it wasn't good enough. And basically, before that, uh, I didn't have any experiences, so uh, I went to uh, the UK. And that was alright, but two years after that, I, I decided to go to New Zealand. Uh, I saved I saved up a lot of money. Uh, my parents helped me. And uh, yeah, I made this decision to move on the on the other side of the planet, and uh, I I got very lucky. I got very lucky. I got the job in uh, the best restaurant of that year, and we're talking about ten years ago, you know, a long time ago. But uh, yeah, I was very inexperienced, and uh, I had the chance to work in a, with the best chefs of New Zealand, you know. So that was a that was a breaking point, and. Uh, Many chefs can relate to that, that you have many kitchens where there's so much competition and there's so many people who like to see you going down. This was the complete opposite, like uh, I was the youngest guy in the kitchen, uh, Central European, that means Eastern European for, for everyone. 
and uh, yeah, many yeah, like the chefs really more, made a lot of effort to to see me growing and then be be you know a good part of the team. That's awesome. Like one of my most memorable times in the kitchen was in New Zealand as well. So we <laughs> shared that. That's that's pretty cool. And like you said something about uh, the pressure in the kitchen. And yes, you've been uh, very lucky to have had a very supporting kitchen because the kitchen environment not always uh, is the best environment to grow. Yeah, I had many problems with uh, the kitchens I work with. And basically, I, I see that it's a problem one of the um, issues we have with shortage of staff today in hospitality, but in the kitchen in general. Do you see these things related in anyhow? I think the hospitality should become more as friendly environment, you know, like uh, strict rules, but uh, also I think it just in general, it lacks uh, care about uh, about chefs or about staff in, in general. I think that the best restaurants are driven uh, well and they they pay uh, so much attention for for each of uh, the team members to know like little things like a staff meal when uh, actually you can gather everyone you know and, and make them to sit down for a little bit and have a have a friendly chat you know and eat some some food it sounds such like such basic thing but there's so many places who, who lack that you know there's little details and then you've got very often you've got the little scuffles and fights between front of the house and then and, and kitchen because they, because they simply don't have a chance to build a relationship you know what i mean so someone's making a mistake and uh all of a sudden you think oh he's, he's or she's useless you know but actually if you have a chance to sit down next to the person have a nice meal being served having a nice drink and have a little chat isn't some sort of like opens your eyes and uh and uh, yeah you can appreciate appreciate the effort a little bit more do you think that like having element of education of the staff would be something positive in the kitchen environment as well yeah 100 percent. i think that's absolutely crucial especially when you've got like young chefs you know hungry ambitious to soak up you know so much knowledge and uh you know that their, their motivation is last only a limited time you know then then they could be easily demotivated and then sort of like move on and try something else, you know. But I always have a, if I can have one advice for young chef or anyone from gastronomy, I always say go to the places which is difficult for you because if you find it easy that there's no learning process and go to the place that where's someone willing to teach you. So it's massively important. Little things like internship, you know, like, a, like being a stagiaire there's a, like amazing place where you actually like you earn something you you work hard for that place you earn them money you're a big part of the team i think it's amazing motivation if if the if the company pays you a little um, uh internship in some some good restaurant you know like it doesn't have to be uh paid 100 but maybe if they sort out accommodation for you or maybe if they pay for the fly tickets you know that's still uh I would be very grateful as a young chef if someone would uh, sort out the stagiaire and maybe Michelin star environment. That would be awesome. That's that's an awesome idea, actually. Let's let's share that and get these ideas pumping into the restaurants around. And look, you have been growing now a, a 
large following on Instagram um, and you have developing your own business that have some learning elements as well. Like, can you tell us a little bit about the projects in your kitchen studio? Yeah, yeah. Basically, this idea came to my head when I was working in, in Denmark in an amazing place, place called Fiskebar. And I, I back then I knew it's 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 great place for me, but I knew I'm not gonna be living in Denmark forever. It just starts. It doesn't suit me in terms of weather and stuff. Uh, so I was thinking, like, I love teaching people, you know, and I, I tried a few uh, cooking classes uh, in Prague, you know, and then it was, to be quite honest, it was always rubbish. It was so many people, so, like, it wasn't personal at all, you know, like, the teacher didn't even know what, you know, my name or where we coming from, what's the purpose, and I was thinking that I, I'd love to do it, but just much better, much more personal. So I came up with the idea of hosting very limited amount of people, and we're talking about five, six people. And as mu as much as I love traveling, I love to connect like different cultures. So what I do, let's say twice a week, I had a group of people coming from different places, and I teach them how to cook. And it's more than that. We start at. Uh, uh, local market, uh, the biggest one we have in Holoshevitsa district. We buy together uh, all the ingredients, or most of them. We taste some local wine, and then we go to my little kitchen studio, and we we actually create three-course menu. That's awesome! Like, uh, and how how is like, you get people from uh, around the world? You said from different cultures. So how do they find uh, your classes? Yeah, basically, uh, they can they can find it on uh, they can find it uh, online on my on my website, which is my surname and my name, so molinaandre.com. I also provide you can you can book it through Airbnb, which works amazingly with this. So it's like a set up as an Airbnb experience and many other servers. I've got also in touch with a local guy, so. Uh, so they can recommend me because they they know I I do a solid job. So uh, yeah, so mostly it's a website or different like uh, internet service for uh, for for people who who are tourists. So, yeah. Next, also, man, what do you have planned next for your career? It's quite recent when I stopped working uh, full time as a head chef. I was a bit drained and uh, I was. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't quite happy because all these little things what I tried to fit into my schedule, it just, uh, it wasn't possible to, to do it properly. So, uh, there's a few things. We're starting a little pop-up project. We already have scheduled a few events. Uh, I, I have big love for uh, uh, Central American food. Amongst many other cuisine, I like this one uh, very much as well. Uh, so, we, we came we came up with a little project called uh, Fidel Gastro, which is, I hope you find it funny as much as I do. And uh, we're going to be, we're gonna be uh, cooking like uh, Cuban, Central American uh, street food in like uh, some nice event uh, with the music and DJs. So looking uh, very much forward to cook for the crowd again. I'm going to be surrounded by uh, good chefs, which I know for a long time. So that's like a fun pop-up project. I continue working on my classes, making better. I have a few set up for uh, 
tech people. I'm currently working on like a very basic uh, cooking class for people who just need to get a little bit more confident, confidence. People who probably don't even know how to work with knife, how to debone chicken or fill a fish. So very basic class for, for, for people. So looking forward to, to do that. And uh, I'm starting my own podcast. So you'll be invited very soon. That's uh, it. It's called Footprint, and it's about obviously gastronomy, cooking, but also a little bit of uh, traveling and sustainability. And the last project, which I'd like to mention, is my own little uh, kitchen manual. It's called Low Waste Chef. Uh, the website and Instagram page is uh, currently in reconstructions. Uh, and uh, I'm working with an amazing photograph. And we're working on uh, make like a little manual for also for a kitchen and also for people like a regular people who don't run kitchen but they cook at home. And the little manual should uh, show them how to produce less waste. Let's say there's a simple, very simply uh, hacks and tricks how to produce less waste. You know, uh, with a little bit uh, of a change in your mindset, you actually realize that so simple. You produce less waste, you save up your money, and it's of course better for, for the environment. Uh, so there'll be Instagram and website page with uh, tips how to do that. Also, a uh, few like the videos how to make uh, things from scratch because people really don't realize that you can make things like yogurt or I don't know, like, like I've got a famous video of uh, uh, potato scraps like potato peeling chips you know yeah. like it's got more than 1 million views and everyone is like oh my god that's amazing you actually can't, don't have to waste uh, potato peels and you can make delicious snack out of it but for me it's so obvious because that there used to be like a uh, uh, like star food in uh, one of the restaurants where I worked you know but I, I tried to get into the like people's mind like these things are so obvious for me. Like I would never ever waste it. I would make meal out of it. So I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, show it to the people. So that's another project called Low Waste Chef. Man, you are a busy man. There are so many projects. There are cool projects, by the way. Like uh, seriously, and and I I know how hard it is to actually try to understand what's obvious for you but may not be for like 90% of the population and uh, get that step back is actually a quite hard process uh, yeah. to, to come back there and say like, okay, like I can talk about this. And But you touched now something really, really important, really cool that is uh, sustainability, right? And like it's, it's a subject that I've been bringing a lot to our podcast here. So... I want already to play a little game about the future because sustainability is like something that's being talked now, but a lot of um, business owners are thinking that's something that they should think for the future. But let's just try to play a game. I'm, I've been speaking to some chefs and some uh, hotel managers around the world who use technology to improve their uh, kitchen and like oh, their ways of manage waste or um, even to understand what comes back from people's plates so they use less of that and more of what is going off it's amazing but what do you see as the kitchen 
changing in the next five years and when it comes to technology, when it comes to the future? That's a very good question. You know, I'm not, to be quite honest, I'm not technology freak like many of my friends. You know, I'm, uh, I'm sort of like, I'll be, I'll be like Will Smith in, uh, was it, iRobot, when he opens the old uh, toolbox of old Converse, you know, that's, that's me in the future. But I think there's few cool ideas. Um, I hope I hope uh, many of uh, our listeners they know uh, London restaurant Silo, which is a prime example of sustainability. And uh, what I like to say, even little details like they don't actually have a menu in their restaurant. They don't they don't use they don't like a uh, waste paper for menu because the menu is changing very often. So they they've got screen projectors, which are projecting the menu on the wall. So like such a small thing it's such a brilliant idea where actually you can just point out on the wall and and, and just introduce uh, the food to the customer as a as a waiter or as a customer you can just like point and i like to get that so for me little things like like this is amazing because think of that how many or how much paper would be saved each year if more of the rest more restaurants would have screen projector as as the silo so for me, that's that's amazing. But uh, apart from that, I've never been thinking about it too much, to be honest. But I'm, I'm just hoping for uh, for more restaurants like Silo uh, leading uh, leading the the industry and, and showing to the rest of the restaurants and hotels how to how to work more uh, sustainable uh, more sustainable. Because now I think uh, also Michelin Guide. Uh, kind of having a nice approach towards it because uh, not a long time ago they started awards uh, restaurants with the green star which is you know that's a star for sustainability for, for sustainability and a sustainable approach so that's amazing I think it's very prestigious and maybe there's going to be more restaurants who be who would like to follow that you know that steps and be like maybe me, maybe we can be awarded a green star because it actually you don't have to uh, earn one, two, or three star. You, you could uh, you could have you could be zero star, let's say, and still be awarded green star for sustainability. And I think it's quite encouraging. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Andre, how can people follow you on Instagram or get in touch with you, get your services, get your projects, support you? Uh, yeah. So my my uh, Instagram was. Most of the stuff is happening. It's very simple. It's chefs underscore. Yeah. Andre Molina, O-N-D-R-E-J-M-O-L-I-N-A. And from that, you can, the same name if you use for TikTok or um, what else is that? YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, so so Andre Molina is, is the name and uh, you can follow me there and uh, hit a comment on my videos or sign up for some clubs or hire me as a personal chef which is something i'd like to do very much or come up as a guest for for the fidel gastro uh, pop-up project in, in the near future that's awesome Andre. that was a cool chat thank you very much i'll put all your links of course in the description of this episode and please let's bring more energy let's bring more uh, education let's bring more sustainability to the kitchen as well and will be an honor to listen to your podcast as well it was a great chat thank you very much man likewise thank you very much it's been a pleasure and have a have a good day yeah and good mainly yeah thank you and thank you 
Shillering, thank you very much for listening. If you liked this episode, please consider sharing with your contacts. We want to reach more and more people and get them to evolve a little bit their ideas and why not someday we can reach the hospitality we want to. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.